0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. The one, the only, the mad dog. Chris Russo will be in studio with me in about a half hour. Good guy. He was coming over to do first take, is doing first take, um, which is they shoot right across the hall from where we're sitting. And so Hembo noted that and he sent the note, said we should try and get him on. So I just texted him and I said, Chris, can you stop in the radio show after you're done? He writes me back, anything for you. Anything for you, Greeny. In that, in
2: that tone? Yeah, that, Even that the voice? text
1: sounds like him. Love Anything for you, Greeny. I come in, we're talking about the Hall of Fame. So anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So we'll do Hall of Fame with him. So we, we did a, a, a huge uh, chunk of Hall of Fame in our first hour, and we'll do another coming up here. We'll do a bunch of other things between now and then. I, I saw a stat that I really liked over the weekend, and it feels appropriate now as we head into the NFL's Final Four. It has been 12 years since we had the NFL's conference championship Sunday and neither Tom Brady nor Aaron Rodgers were playing. That was tweeted. So I went back because I'm this way and I looked up who the quarterbacks were on that day. Anyone care to take a guess? Have you seen it? Has everyone seen it? Brandon, have you seen it? The last time we had a conference championship Sunday that did not have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers playing upon it. You've seen it, I know. So I have I'm seen not, it. Yes. Did you have you seen it, Bubba? Do you know? Do you know the answers? No. You have seen my my post? Heard the stat? But do I you, you seen follow it. me on social media? I mean, <laughs> why is it you never know anything that's going on? on no, the I mean, show? I, I, I heard. The, I've
0: it. heard the stat. I'm aware that is the first time in 12 years. But I do you know seen who the quarterbacks, quarterbacks
1: were. I am, I then went and posted who the four quarterbacks were. So if you follow me, then you know the answer. That the NFC game that day, it is a it is a legendary collection of quarterbacks. So, sort of. <laughs> the NFC game was Drew Brees and Brett Favre. The AFC game was Peyton Manning, and Mark Sanchez. Nice. It is it is Brees first ballot Hall of Fame, Favre first ballot Hall of Fame, Peyton first ballot Hall of Fame, and Sanchez were the four quarterbacks who started the last championship Sunday that did not involve Rodgers or... Brady, how about that?
2: That's an that's that's uh, astonishing statistic. I, I agree with everyone else this week that has said it felt like last weekend a little bit was sort of a changing of the guard. <laughs> that collection of quarterbacks, is, I mean, it just shows you how long it's been. Tom Brady, his, I mean, he made it to the Final Four practically every season of its career. It's right. He's, he
1: he He's was more responsible for that <laughs> stat than Rodgers, but there were some years uh-huh. where, Rod, where he, Brady didn't get there and Rodgers did. So mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the stat holds up and I like it, but I agree with you. It does feel a little like a changing of the guard because – This has been a league that for the longest time it got handed off from the Elway Marino generation, I think to Favre, to Peyton and Brady. Then Peyton went away. Rodgers kind of joined him. And now I think it's being handed. That baton is being handed. Brady may retire. We'll see what happens with Rodgers. But, I mean, look at the young quarterbacks in this league. It's unbelievable. Mahomes and Allen alone were ridiculous the other day you know i love justin herbert i I can't get enough of watching justin herbert i think he is special you've got lamar jackson in that conference i don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun watson but if he is ever able to play again he's that level of special for sure there's one more young quarterback in that conference i'm forgetting who am i forgetting joe burrow joe burrow unbelievable (laughs) still (laughs) playing playing this weekend You actually had a great trivia question on Get Up today. Let's do this. Let's ask it to Bubba. There's zero chance he'll know. He doesn't watch anything I do. So there's no way in the world... <laughs> He's not seen it. If it happened on Get Up, there's no way in the world Bubba knows the answer.
0: <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't catch today's episode. Joe Burrow. <laughs> <It's> episode. <laughs> Bubba hasn't
1: watched uh, Get Up uh, since uh, back in <laughs> April of 2018 when we launched. Uh, anyway. I haven't watched
0: since the exclamation point was there.
1: <laughs> so did that become a thing, by the way? Why? Yes. People started texting me mm-hmm. that, and I, I, I somehow I, I missed the genesis of it. Why did that become a thing? You
2: didn't know that we they removed the exclamation point. No, mark? I knew that. Oh.
1: But it happened a long time ago. Yeah. Like a week ago, I started getting all these texts from people. Why did they remove the exclamation point? Like why No, did nothing
2: that... nothing happened in the last week that I'm aware of either.
1: Did something happen but why why was this did this become a topic of conversation more recently?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think
0: uh, I think like the Levitar crew, those those guys down in Miami brought it up and you know, they were just like, Oh, oh, why did why is get up no longer have the exclamation point? And then it just went crazy. It went viral. They took two screenshots of an old one and a new one. And then uh, a, Ryan Glasspiegel wrote an article about it in, the, in uh, whatever he is in The Post now. Yeah. And it just went nuts. Okay, wait a even minute. Even though it a minute, changed a while wait. ago. Hold on a second. all of this.
1: You know all of this. <laughs> yeah. But you don't follow me on social media no, I follow or watch you. my television I show. Fo- I follow you. So, but, and yet you know with enormous detail... How the exclamation point <laughs> conversation oh, this? on Get Up yeah, came how, up? How did
0: you miss this? I don't know where you. Guys I, I don't were. know. I missed it. This I, is in the
1: post. I started yeah. getting texts. <laughs> I read the post from people about it. I didn't see that. So wow. Glass Beaker, so so Lebitard and those guys. Yes, I remember they when it happened. It, we redid then, all of the graphics. Yep. Uh, it's it's got to be three. Yeah, uh, that it was a while ago. A that's really long was... time ago. It was. I think it was when we went down to do the draft. Our first year traveling, I think that was, it was the draft of 19. So I, I want to say it was like April of 2019 that they changed. They changed all the graphics. And yeah, they got rid of the exclamation point. I don't know why they got rid of the, it. It was not run by me. <laughs> they didn't say greeting. What do you think about it? I was like, well, the one thing we desperately need is to get rid of the exclamation point. That was, that was a conversation that if it took place, I was not in it. Um, but, but anyway, that's a long time ago. Anyway, I got sidetracked here again. But Bubba, here's another good question for you. So Joe Burrow is in the conference championship game in only his second year as a quarterback, having been the number one pick in the draft. Can you name the only quarterback ever to be the number one pick in the draft and win a conference championship game in his first three seasons? Otherwise put to make it to the championship game, i.e. the Super Bowl. In his first three seasons, the number one overall pick. Can you name the answer? Burrow could become the second if he wins this weekend.
0: It's a good question, isn't it? It's pretty good. Um, um, What if I told you
1: it's more recent than you think?
0: Okay, all right. So... It's recent. Oh, so, golf. That's it. Very good. Well done. Correct.
1: It's well done. I will be honest with you. So I always make a little guess before I turn the page and see the answer. I was totally wrong. I actually thought the answer might be Terry Bradshaw. Um, and, but Bradshaw, what was he? Five years and how many years was he in?
2: Yes, he he reached the conference championship, but lost it in '72, which was his third season.
1: Right, that he lost to the the, the unbeaten Dolphins. That's right. He got in the Super Bowl in '74. Mm-hmm. Right, so that would have been his, his fifth, fifth season. season. That's right. So Bradshaw, then I thought, well, could it have been Aikman? But it wasn't quite that soon was the enough. That was fourth or fifth season. Fourth as well. or fifth. Mm-hmm. So it, but I would not have got. I, I'm telling you, I would not have gotten to golf. I don't know why. I just wouldn't have thought of it. I would have taken me a very long time. It just goes to, get to, to show you though,
2: like this. This turnaround in Cincinnati is insane. It's it insane. never happened.
1: And it just goes to show you you get the right guy yeah, that's right. and it just changes everything. Joe Burrow has done well, let's put what's the last time one player changed a franchise in that sport like this? Like it happens in basketball. Right. Like when LeBron James got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, it changes Uh, an individual player can have that kind of impact in basketball much more easily than an individual player can. I think in any of the other sports. Yeah, it it doesn't happen in baseball. You can't turn around a baseball team based on one guy Mm -mm. Um, football, even a great quarterback. This kind of turnaround should not
2: be possible. No. Uh, I mean, has it happened more recently than John Elway?
1: I mean, we just said basically that that Goff is the only guy ever to make the Super Bowl in his first three years. Uh-huh. Now that's only the number one picks. Right. There are other guys. That's the baseline. Have turned around. I, mean, I guess, well, Peyton Manning. I guess yeah. I mean, Man- Manning, his first year they were terrible. The I mean, it wouldn't be year, yeah, they were great
0: in the first three years. The, the but... Fir-
1: no, but the, the, the second year they were really good. The turnaround in the second year was extraordinary. Yeah, they went yeah. thirteen and three. Yeah, um, and then they lost, and then he went on a string of losing a lot of playoff games. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're getting sidetracked again. Uh, the bottom line of it is that um, what Burrow is doing is bordering on unprecedented. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit progressive.com. There are a million other football things I want to get to today, but, but let me very briefly say this. I had planned to do a lot on the overtime stuff because that became a big topic this weekend, but we've run short on, on, on the time that I want to dedicate to it because I want to save time for Mad Dog Russo. So I will simply say this with regard to that. If you want to tell me that you want to evolve the overtime rules, which have evolved multiple times in my lifetime. I'm old enough to remember when there was no overtime, except in the playoffs. Then it became sudden death. Then it became sudden death if it's a touchdown, but not if it's a field goal. If you want to tell me you want to continue to adapt and evolve that, I am all ears. I'm listening. But if you want to tell me the college football overtime setup is better This conversation is over, (laughs) over. College football overtime is contrived nonsense. We are going to cease to play a football game and we're going to do this. That, that, I hate that. I hate it. So again, anyone who was tweeting at me, well, me. they should do the college overtime. It's better. No, it is not. Period. End of sentence. Let's move on. Coming up next, my takes will include the answer to the most important question of this football era. That's coming up after this on ESPN Radio.
0: Greenie, the podcast.
3: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
1: Greeny's Takes. All right, it's time for my takes, and this is where we put Hembo uh, to a different kind of work. Uh, You may not know this, but Hembo is a content producer on our TV show, Get Up. Bubba, that's the show that we do on TV before I come on here. I'm not sure if you know that, but we have a two-hour television show every morning on ESPN. Really? Yeah, it's really good. I thought you just came to work and did this. No, no, no. I got a whole TV show that comes on before this, and and Hembo works on that, too. Mm. And the thing that he does is he sends questions to the different analysts who are going to come on, and they answer them, and we build the show around that. And then he comes on here, and he asks the questions to me, and I give even better answers. So here we go.
2: That's the first question. Greeny, who is your favorite to win the NFC North next season? if Aaron Rodgers is not playing for the Packers? The obvious
1: answer would be Minnesota. They they were the second-best team by far. The Bears and Lions were markedly worse. I love the Lions' spirit. I love their coach. There are a lot of things I like about the Lions. Very difficult for me to say they're going to win that division next year. Depending on who the Bears get as a coach and how their draft goes, I could see Justin Fields. There's a a world in which Justin Fields really comes on in his second year Mm. And the Bears become the answer to this question. But if you were betting on it right now, the overwhelming likeliest one is Minnesota, You're
2: punting on Jordan Love being any good? Punting. Punting.
1: I am punting. I am not Brandon Staley who never punts. I am fully punting on Jordan Love. Did you watch that game against Kansas City? I did. And they're going to lose Devontae Adams? Mm -hmm. If they brought everybody else back and had Jordan Love, they'd be five hundred. They're going to lose Devontae Adams and a bunch of other good players and have Jordan Love. They're going to be under five hundred. That is my prediction. Both the Bears and the Vikings will have a better record than Green Bay next year.
2: How about that? Mark it down. For a prediction. What's the next take? Greeny, if you were Aaron Rodgers and you could handpick which team you played for next season, which team would you choose? I think San Francisco. Um, Look, there are
1: so many reasons why that makes sense. He's from Northern California. That's where he grew up. That's his hometown team. That's the team that passed on him at number one. And, and I've told you this before, but Mike and I were doing the draft for radio that day when Alex Smith went number one and Rodgers fell all the way into the 20s. And I remember Rodgers was so uh, distraught that when he came over to do an interview with us, he did you know a variety of interviews after being drafted finally. and And one of them was doing ESPN radio. He came and sat with us. And even though it is not my job to do it, I said to him on the air, you know, it is a great privilege to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Like, I was trying to cheer him up. He was so crushed. And so I think the confluence of those circumstances, but then forgetting that, those are just, those are just kind of the icing on the cake. The cake is the team. If, if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, they'd be unbeatable. That defense, Debo. Kittle, that running back, Mitchell, is. I mean, they'd be unbeatable. I consider Jimmy Garoppolo to be bordering on a hindrance. I mean, I can't believe he didn't throw three pick sixes in that game. Every ball he throws to the sideline, you could eat a sandwich before it gets there. I don't know how they're not intercepted. So I still don't know how they're winning like this. I really don't. So I think Trey Lance will be their quarterback next year. Now you tell me. Would you rather have Trey Lance or Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback?
2: Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers was the 49ers quarterback right now, I would pick him to beat the Rams, and I would pick him to beat the Chiefs. Wouldn't you?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so, yes. So that's my answer for a variety of reasons. I don't think it'll happen for any number of reasons, but if I were Rodgers and I could handpick a team, that's where I'd go. Screening
2: on ESPN Radio with my takes, what's next? If Sean Payton were the Cowboys' head coach this season, as in right now, would they still be playing in the playoffs?
1: I kind of think the answer is yes. I, I kind of do. Like, I think the coaching... Look, I know I've been hard on Mike McCarthy, but how can you not be? Like, I'm, I, I'm just watching. I'm just, I've never met the man in my life. I'm sure he's a lovely person. But he did a terrible job. Terrible. The two things that a coach is responsible for is a team getting better as the season goes on. And they weren't demolished by injury. They had injuries, like many teams do. But injuries are not the reason that they got markedly worse as that season went on. And secondly, all the things he did wrong at the beginning, he never got right. And then in the end, they wound up costing him the playoff game. Now, if they had beaten, refresh my memory, if they had beaten San Francisco, would they have gone to Green Bay or would it have been different? I know sometimes the seeding is different. Would they, Bubba, would they have gone to Tampa or Green Bay if they had won? I think it was Tampa. Let's do the math in our head. They were the four seed.
2: They were the four seed. No, they would have. And the Rams no, Green Bay. were the three seed.
1: So they would have gone to Green Bay, mm-hmm. just like San Francisco did. Um, do I think they would have beat Green Bay? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Based on what we just I, saw, I right? do. I mean, I I, I I think the answer is yes. I think if Sean Payton was their coach, they would still be playing. I think they had below average coaching, and I think Sean Payton is an elite coach. So how can you? And and they lost by one second. So how can you argue that they wouldn't at least have won that game and then gone from there? Uh, the so I I'd say yes. Yeah,
2: you're right. The differential between Mike McCarthy and, and Sean Payton is it's a, a, wide a, chasm. a, chasm. <laughs> it's a chasm. It's a
1: chasm. You're not building a bridge well, it's over larger it. larger than a chasm? To fly, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> like There's no bridge connecting one side of the Grand Canyon to the other because it's
2: too big. If you can't build a bridge, that's the difference between right. McCarthy and You have to fly Payton.
0: over it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that, there we go. What is next? Greeny, I'm giving you the Chiefs or the field to win the Super Bowl? Field.
1: I'm going Yates on this. Field, Yates. I'm taking the field. Now, if you said pick one team, I would pick the Chiefs. But I tell you, this playoff has been so nuts. One thing after another has happened that I did not see coming, that I can't believe, that I just can't imagine it's going to go chalk the rest of the way. And I think if I had to handicap it, the overwhelming likelihood is that if the Chiefs lose, it's going to be in the Super Bowl to either team. I give both San Francisco and the Rams a better chance to beat them than I do Cincinnati. Now, look, Cincinnati has proven a lot of people, including me, wrong a bunch of times. God bless them. Go get them, Joe Burrow. Who day? I hope everything works out. I hope they do it. But if I had to bet on it, I would I would say I think the Chiefs win this game. But I e- certainly could see the Rams playing a huge game in the Super Bowl and beating them, and I could see San Francisco making that a crazy game and beating them. So I would take the field.
2: Would you? I would take the field as well based upon the probability. The 49ers are as good as they were, in my opinion, at least two years ago when they nearly beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs aren't quite as good. I I, I think either team, either the Rams or the 49ers, could win that game.
1: All right, and then I, I teased what I'm going to answer, the most important question of this football era. Go.
2: If Aaron Rodgers retired today, how many quarterbacks all time would you say, Greeny, were definitively greater than he was? Okay, so, so Bubba, lose the music. I'm
1: going to answer that question. And it is the word choice is very important to me. There is a big difference between greater and better. I don't think I ever saw a quarterback better than Aaron Rodgers, but I could list several greater Greater, to me, is something you can actually quantify. You can actually gauge the accomplishments. Who was a greater player, Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning? I'll say Manning. They want, let's even say that Manning got carried to his second Super Bowl. He certainly carried his team to the first. Peyton Manning was five-time MVP. Peyton Manning in the regular season was every bit as good as Aaron Rodgers, every bit as good. Brady goes without saying. I'd put Elway ahead of him. I'd put Montana ahead of him. If you're willing to go back that far, I would put Bart Starr and Johnny Unitas ahead of him. And that's before I even start thinking about it. So that's why this is so important, this stuff, because the accomplishments matter. And Rodgers is missing that from the resume. Now, it's not all his fault. He played great in a lot of those games they lost. But the reality is that goes into the equation when we start counting this stuff up. So the answer is the answer is a lot. I don't have a list, but the answer is a hell of a lot more than most people might otherwise think. Greenie the podcast.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, I have upsetting
1: news. (laughs) And, And Hambo, more than anyone, is devastated. So, Chris Russo, who I've been promoting all day, came down to our studios here to do First Take, and I was just piggybacking on the back of that I sent him a text and said Chris when you're done with first take can you come over and do my radio show and he said and I quote anything for you Greeny anything for you and unfortunately they're keeping him another segment and so he can't do it he's he's they, he, he came down originally to do their show they 100 deserve to take priority in that circumstance um, and so he he will not be done with them in time to come over here so my apologies um, and I must say Himbo is crestfallen
2: I don't, know to, I don't know what
1: to say. You idolize Chris Russo, don't you?
2: I, I go home every day and I watch his show, High Heat, on MLB Network. I, I, I'm like riveted, like a child watching cartoons, as as, as he uh, you know, talks about baseball. I was all I wanted once in my life was to be situated between the two of you, and <laughs> he's in the freaking building. <laughs> and now this, okay, I am, ruined
1: it. I am sorry that it did not happen for you. Let me ask what does what, what does Lizzie do while you are
2: watching that show? She she usually goes upstairs because she's not. It's not his content so much. He's not fond of his voice and and the volume with which I I play it on our television. (laughs) Because, like, he's just yelling about baseball for an hour. She doesn't like baseball, and his voice is an acquired taste.
1: So, yeah, Stace, the first time that she met Chris, we were at a Super Bowl somewhere. This is quite a long time ago. And we run into him in a hotel lobby. Would it have been a Super Bowl? No, because Stace wouldn't have been at that. Oh, maybe it was the All-Star game. It, it, it was the baseball all-star game. She came with me in Cincinnati. My kids were in camp. So Stace is with me, and we made a, a couple of days out of a trip. We had a nice time at Cincinnati, and we run into Russo in the lobby. And you know how he is. Hey, baby, how you doing? Good to see you, sweetie. Hey, wait, wait. you know, I, I, I do a bad imitation. A lot of people do a better imitation of him than <laughs> I do. And when he leaves, Stace, who has no idea who this is, I mean, she doesn't know from this, Stace says to me, who was that? And I said, that was Chris Russo. Do you ever hear, remember Mike and the Mad Dog? People used to ask me all the time, are you Mike and the Mad Dog? And I'm like, no, we're Mike and Mike. It's not the same thing. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. She said, He's a very unusual person, isn't he? <laughs> and I said, yes, he's an unusual fellow. He, he is an acquired taste. Um, very, very much so. But it's a taste both you and I and, uh, uh, candidly, millions of other people acquired. So I apologize that we do not have uh, Chris mandar for you today. My pen just fell in the garbage. Wait, we have a terrible thing has happened. Oh, my God, I need a
2: new pen. You don't have any cheap pens either.
1: No, I have a really good pen, and it just fell off the desk into the garbage.
2: What else is in there?
1: I don't know. Is it just paper or is anything else in that garbage? That's what I need to know. Where's Brandon? Has anything been thrown? So I have a garbage can next to me here that we use it for recycling mm-hmm. because I still use paper scripts when I host Get Up. Uh, Get Up uh, Bubba is the show that I do in the mornings on TV. And, and, right, right. Yeah, I know. Proceeds it, this one. You don't know about it, but it is a show and and i so i i made sure that we have oh jenny thank god here comes jenny with gloves on here's jenny (laughs) she She got a glove i dropped a pen in that can you please can you i need you to ascertain two things for me one can you get the pen two can you confirm that nothing that that could be germified was anywhere near it is it just it's all right it's just paper Okay, please, if you would be so kind. My beloved Jenny No, Muchas gracias, Jenny. Uh, she enables me to speak Spanish every day in here. We need to waste a wipe on a single pen? Oh, yeah. Oh, not not! A, it better not be a single wipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be the entire box. <laughs> we're gonna need we're gonna need massive the desa- we're gonna sanitizing <laughs> of said man because that's I just can't have that. Okay, a uh, greenie reminding you that you can try the forty five dollars silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide five G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com Five G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Let's go back to the, some of the things we didn't get into on the show today because we got sidetracked by uh, many and varied things Jenny thank you oh bless you she has mucha gracia all right she has oh, it was very cold I can't help but notice the pen is now cold um,
2: It's been a hyperbaric chamber for the I, I this That is a good <laughs> sign
1: okay very good so the overtime rule change in football I have people now all of a sudden it's like they've never watched a football game before like where did you where were you people a week ago this is what drives me crazy. A week ago, this was the rule. I know a lot of active NFL players don't seem to know the rule. None of them seem to know that a regular season game can end in a tie. But the NFL overtime rules have been in place a long time. I will recount. As a child in the 70s, I watched NFL games that ended in ties. That happened. Then we decided we didn't like games ending in ties. So they instituted a sudden death overtime period. Team scored, game ended. Then, Peyton Manning lost a playoff game in which he never got back on the field in overtime, and the world lost its collective mind. And they instituted a new rule, which says that it's sudden death unless the first team scores a touchdown. Excuse me, it's sudden death if the first team scores a touchdown. Otherwise, the other team, you know what the rule is. Now... Josh Allen plays one of the greatest games of all time, never gets back on the field, and people act as though this is something that just happened that needs to be addressed. Now, let me make a few points on this. Number one, what I do not want to hear is we scored a touchdown with 13 seconds left in a game and allowed the other team to tie it, but we lost because of the coin flip. That I don't want to hear. Okay, so this is not the perfect scenario in which to raise this. That said, would I be in favor of adapting the rule or at least am I open to talking about it? I am. And then Hembo put a list in the Google Doc of all the other suggestions. And I'm struggling to find one I like. Hmm. Now, let me also briefly say that I see a microphone and stuff getting set up. Does that mean Chris Russo is coming over here? Did he get off earlier than we thought? Jenny, is that why we're setting that up? It is. Okay, so we're going to have Chris Russo in a minute. So let's do this quickly here, Mm -hmm. uh, Hembo. What are the the suggestions?
2: So the first one, Greenies, you just play 10 full minutes like a regular football game. Right. Like it or not.
1: I I actually do like that. And then if it's regular season, then you just end it in a tie. Mm Mm-hmm. And if it's the postseason, at that point, at the end of the 10-minute period, you go to sudden death? Sure,
2: or you play another five.
1: No, I would go to sudden death. These games just can't go on forever. I would play a full 10-minute period, and then if the game remains tied, I would go to sudden death.
2: Here's another wrinkle. You play those full 10 minutes, but you can't kick an extra point. So once you score a touchdown... Every time you score a touchdown, you have to attempt a two-point conversion. I would do conversion. it.
1: I would do it. Okay, I, I'm going to I'm going to rush you because we got Chris Russo making his way in, and I appreciate it. And I got one more read to do. I I, I would consider that. Is there one more?
2: Yes. Every team, both teams, get one possession, and then sudden death sudden death, if necessary, after those two possessions. I, I could live with that. I don't
1: love it because it, it removes the element of special teams and okay. some other things in it that I don't like. We will come back to it, but I am delighted that Chris Russo will join us in 30 seconds after this word from 1-800-Flowers.com. Plan ahead this Valentine's Day with 1-800-Flowers.com from first dibs on great deals to the best selection of Valentine's Day roses and guaranteed delivery. Don't wait to wow up your love game today. Right now you can get 24 assorted roses for 39.99, or upgrade to 24 red roses for just $10 more. It's an unbelievable offer from 1-800-Flowers. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter the code Greenie. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. The code is Greenie. And the man has made his way in. He is, I have many times said, the reason I have a career and he is Hembo's idol, the one, the only Chris Russo <laughs> is in studio.
4: You are too freaking nice. Uh, How are you, big guy? Oh, I'm good. Good to see you, yes, baby. doing
1: <laughs> oh, all right? How you think? Things good? Things are, are you feeling good? I mean, we are good and we are thrilled to have you and because uh, they needed you for extra time. Uh, let's jump right into it. Yes. Hall of Fame yesterday. The, our friend Jeff Passan wrote a column yesterday saying if Barry Bonds doesn't get in, it's a failure. He didn't get in. Was it a failure?
4: Absolutely not. I come on. You, yeah, 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 yeah. There was no. You can't. There's a clause in the uh, in the in a voting thing where mm-hmm. sportsmanship, integrity, and everything mm-hmm. else. Bonds ruined the home run records. Clemens ruined all those records too I wouldn't, I'm not even sure if I would have voted Ortiz Because he failed a drug test as well But Bonds should not be in the Hall of Fame That's the price you pay All right, You did something that was against the spirit of the sport You were morally wrong for doing it You ruined the chances for a guy like McGriff You think if Bonds didn't make this home run thing a joke You think McGriff at 493 He'd be in the Hall of Fame right now Sheffield, same thing he, And remember Maris is a single-season home-run king. It wasn't Maguire or Sosa, and it's not Bonds. Maris at the 61. And ask Henry Aaron, who's the home-run king? Is it Bonds' at 762? You can't ask Henry now, unfortunately, but is <laughs> Bonds 762 or is Aaron 755? It's Aaron 755. Everybody in baseball who follows it knows that. And because Bonds broke those two huge records falsely, artificially, and yes, I know he was the Hall of Famer prior. Right. Yes, falsely. I am not giving him my whole – that's his punishment. I am not giving him – if I'm a voter, I'm not giving him that
1: vote. So I used to feel that way, and then what changed my mind was the following. And I understand the rationale. I'm not as mad as a lot of other people seem to be. But my, th- what changed my mind was I, there was a time in my life when I thought – that this was a small group of bad actors in the sport who were doing things that were blatantly cheating, were against the rules and had skewed stuff and they deserved to be separated from everyone else. I have subsequently come to believe that it was so prevalent, so... Almost, there was almost a keeping up with the Joneses kind of feeling that if I didn't do this, I couldn't compete. And so my feeling now is let history tell the story, but put the best players from the era into the Hall of Fame. That, obviously, you don't agree.
4: Well, I understand that argument because, you know, I mean, uh, we've had a million players in the past. we got three or four guys probably in the Hall of Fame today. You know, Pudge Rodriguez. I mean, you know, anybody right. think he didn't do steroids? So we got some guys in the Hall of Fame right now who probably, if the testing was right or if there was whatever, you know, happened to sneak in. Right. Because they, they caught the crack in which there wasn't really that agreement and everything. So I get it. I understand that. We got Hall of Famers in there now who probably cheated. We had Hall of Famers in Bonds Day who we had to compete against. I understand that. Still, it is not, this is not a birthright. This is not, he's not going to jail. That is going to be my punishment that you ruined home run records and you made the home run thing. Bonds was not an immortal prior to 98. He was a great player. He was not an immortal. Ruthian steroids made him an immortal. And that's everybody compares No him argument. To no, I'm not, not arguing Bruce. that. He's yeah. not Babe Ruth. That, that's he, that's I mean, right. Not only that, he started doing steroids, when he was 30, 34 years, 33, 34 years of age. He wouldn't have had those six or seven years of that level without the steroids. So I don't have any problem with him not being in. I think Ortiz is interesting. Gray area, he failed that test in 03, and then had a career. See, Bonds had the career, then steroids, and that was the end. Clemens, career, steroids, that was the end. Ortiz, steroids, then career, everything was fine. He beat the Yankees after he did the steroids. Right. So, I mean, people think about Ortiz. There was testing and he he never tested
1: positive again. Yeah, he
4: ended well. Bonds and Clemens did not, and I think that gray area is the reason why I got the 77% vote.
1: The unmistakable vote of Chris Russo, a voice of Chris Russo, is here. I'm going to make Hembo's day and let you ask a question. Hembo, Hembo, you should know.
4: He's a good tease Watches High Heat every single (laughs) day. My favorite
2: show, bud. You're the one, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What's your question for the Mad Dog? So you mentioned the character clause, right? Right. It seems to me that you can make a better argument to leave out. Bonds and Clemens using that than Kurt Schilling. But the vote the writers elected to, to to keep Schilling out, for for that reason and none other that I can tell, who watched Kurt Schilling pitch in the playoffs and did not think to themselves that guy's a Hall of Fame 100% pitcher. 100%
4: right. I would have voted for Schilling, uh, despite the fact that Schilling made his own bed. You would take me off the ballot. I don't care about the writers. I still would have voted for him. And in this particular case, he went from 71% to 62% to mm-hmm. 58%. I would have put that aside. I, we know he's an idiot. I would have put that aside, and I would have voted for him. Because I'm with you. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And I can't understand how Jeff Kent doesn't gain any love. He's got more home runs than any other second baseman in the history of the sport. He had eight straight years with 100 RBIs. He hit two ninety lifetime and he won an MVP. Uh, how how is he not he's thirty two percent of the vote and I saw you know yeah. you've been listening. Sure. You've listened forever. Uh-huh. I saw every giant game. Between ninety seven and two thousand and Last year there was 0-2. I saw every giant game he played. I can't recall one game defensively where he screwed up because he couldn't make the play. So this idea that defensive metrics don't stack up is a bunch of nonsense.
1: Yeah, Chris Russo is with us here. There's a lot of players who fall into that category. The shilling thing I said, and I agree with you. I use the word I find the things he has said to be abhorrent. But if you were to go back, and and again I'm going over history that everybody knows. But from Ty Cobb to Cap Anson to all, I mean, if those people played now, I guess they wouldn't put them in the Hall of fame so to me they need to take the morality but just vote for the people you think were the best yeah, players. he should have gotten, gotten a vote will a rod get in
4: no i don't think he will never i, I don't th- i mean this I, is not going to evolve probably, in that yeah, direction we're going to go executive committee so you got 10 go more votes. years
1: no no on the vote he's got nine more years
4: i don't think he's going to make it he's got 32 percent, right 32%? The, what did he
1: come in 34 was 34 34 oh, i yeah. don't
4: think he's going to get in i don't think ramirez and all those guys are not going to get i don't think so I don't think A-Rod will make it. And remember, his track record is worse than Bonds because he Mm -hmm. sued the sport, he got thrown out, and there was actual testing. In his situation, he failed tests. Bonds, is you could argue, there's still a little gray area because he did the testing. It's basically physical appearance. His head grew. I mean, so it's a little different. <laughs> with A-Rod, but I don't think A-Rod's going to
1: make it. You used to go on Letterman all the time, and I was always like, "Watch!" And then we got to go you, on. You and you and Mike The first time, the time that I ever went on there, I made a Barry Bonds head joke. Did that, you that, really? Yes, that's he what laugh? he liked. He loved there it. There you go. He loved it. <laughs> uh, but ironically, we were talking about how A. Rod would someday break the home run record clean. That's how long ago it was Gee, that we uh, were on there. That was before he, that. He may have, yeah. Very quickly, because you're as close to this as anybody, and you're there. When is the baseball season going to start?
4: I think that you will not see a complete spring training. I think the players are not that wrapped up in playing the six weeks. I do think they don't want to miss any paychecks. I do think the season will start on time. Mm. A short in spring training, March
1: 1st. Mm. That, that's mo- much more optimistic, March Kimbo, 1st. right, than most of the people we've heard from? I'd be
4: shocked, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked that those players lose those salaries. Uh, March 1st. Now, I don't think you're going to have anything. I thought after the Super Bowl they get down and dirty with it and get this done. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you'll see some sort of agreement March 1st and the rush to get the season started by March
1: 31st. Right, Mad Dog Radio on Sirius. You don't need me to tell you. High Heat on MLB.com and a lot more. Thank you for doing this. We love my you friend. guys. I appreciate it. Sean
4: McDermott, it. can he
1: tell the Buffalo
4: fan why he didn't squib <laughs> kick with seconds? <laughs> 13 seconds? I've been seconds. screaming about that. Yes.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, don't tell me overtime the coin flip cost you a game that you had a thir- 13 seconds left you had the lead
4: well we had a lot of decisions to make no to tell us the Buffalo <laughs> Bill fans have been sitting here in that frozen stadium forever explain to them why you didn't sc- why you didn't skip sc- kick it with 13- anyway, this is why
1: we love the right man outstanding Church. job everybody getting him together thank you very much Christopher so great to Keep see going. you we will be back in better than ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio